My name is Jeremy Devins, and this is the Quiet Mind Astrology Podcast with a weekly horoscope for November 16th, 2020. And this week we have a major transit of Jupiter going into Capricorn, and it will stay there for an entire year until November 2021, November 20th. So that's a big transit. I'm going to talk about a little bit today and talk about all the weekly stuff, but that will warrant its whole own episode because Jupiter, whenever it transits, it's a major influence, but it's debilitated now and it has some cancellations of that debilitation. So not the worst month of this transit, but it will be challenging and it's back where it was earlier in this year. So we're seeing this sort of revisiting of all the stuff to do with the lockdowns and coronavirus when Saturn and Jupiter were together earlier this year, and then Jupiter went retrograde and got out of Capricorn, went back to Sagittarius. And now it's finally moving forward again, out of Sagittarius, back into Capricorn. And that's this Thursday. So that's a big deal. And I'll briefly touch on it here today, but we'll talk about the transits for this week. There's a lot going on. So we start this week with Sun going into Scorpio on the 16th. Then we're also going to have Venus moving out of debilitation, which is a big deal, going into its own sign. Very nice. And we've got some other stuff going on. But if you want to see the whole layout of all this and my quick little summary of each of these, go to quietmindastrology.com. Sign up for any of my free offerings, and I'll send you an email, a weekly email with all the updates of all the stuff I'm up to including these weekly transits with little descriptions. You can get a quick little glance of like, okay, what do I want to focus on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday? It's all there in that free weekly email, as well as links to all my other stuff, my yoga podcast, my teacher training podcast, and Mindful New Year is now open. So you can register right now at mindfulnewyear.com. This is my annual event where I give you the whole horoscope for the whole year and give you a one-page layout of all the transits. It's something I'm looking at right now in my studio, and I reference it all the time. So it's super valuable and helpful to have that one page where you see everything that's going to happen this year, all the retrogrades you can plan for, the debilitations of Jupiter. I mean, that's all year. So you got that one. I already got. You already know that. You already know Saturn's going to be in Capricorn all year, but it moves nakshatras throughout the year, and that changes the tone of things. So I'll be covering that over the year through my horoscopes, but if you want the big overview picture now and you want to do a review of the past year, plan for the next year, this is based on stuff that I've been learning for the last 12 plus years in my own personal development and integrating yoga, Ayurveda, Vedic astrology, and personal development in a way that nobody else does. So it's not just about getting goals done and pushing yourself harder. It's about understanding your place holistically in the universe and your unique life path and how you can express that with the support of the universe and Vedic astrology, with a clear body and mind with yoga, and with daily habits and routines with Ayurveda, knowing your optimal diet, nutrition, daily habits. So I love all this stuff. You can integrate this just intuitively. You can do all your own research. You can look online, scour the internet. You can follow my podcast, but I put it all together for you in one clear system and process. It's a two-hour live workshop. You can join us live, uh, or you can watch the recordings. And there's two times, because I know a lot of you are listening in Australia, and it's very different planning for Australia times versus UK and European times. So there's two options. You can join one or both if it works for you. 
And you can watch the recordings for both. You'll have the access for a year. So that's mindfulnewyear.com. Super excited about that. But for today, what we've got going on this week, sun moves into Scorpio today on the 16th. And the moon is also in Scorpio debilitated. It moved there yesterday. So the moon is our mind, our emotions, our thought processes. And it's up and down. It's changing, like always waxing and waning, just like the moon. That's how our mind is. If you ever try to sit in meditation, and maybe you're, you've heard, like, you know, I, I can't meditate. People say this. Maybe you feel that way, where you feel like you try to sit down and your mind just doesn't stop moving. That's the nature of the mind. That's the nature of the moon. It doesn't stop moving. So when we become aware of that, we have this different relationship to it, where it's not like a bad thing. It's not like a shaming thing. And it's not out of control. Where like if you, you have kids, you work with kids. I used to work with kids. Uh, their mind can just be so quickly distracted from one thing to the next that they need clear leadership and direction to know where to focus all of their energy and attention, at least for a couple moments. And our own mind is the same way. We have that inner toddler that's just like, ooh, shiny object. Ooh, social media distractions. Oh, this person says that. That's you know, We can get distracted by our impulses, by external factors. And when the moon is debilitated, it's more susceptible to those things. It's not strong like it is in Taurus. Taurus is an earth sign where it's more stable and focused. And we can focus our mind and all of that creative thinking potential to see everything from so many different angles, to wax and wane and to know like, oh, I can see this perspective. I can see the glass half full, half empty. I have all that within me. That's the moon in Taurus where it sees more clearly. But when it's in Scorpio, it's the water sign. It's the depths of things. It's the dark part of our psyche and society in general. And the moon is not so strong there. It's considered debilitated. So we can go into dark places in our own mind. And maybe for you today, yesterday, you've been going into some darker places or uh, noticing maybe you're not as clear in your mind, maybe wanting to express your emotions, but not quite able to. Uh, but this is, of course, a short transit and it happens every month. So uh, moon moves quickly and it moves on to the next thing in Sagittarius. So that's the moon in Scorpio for yesterday and today. But now the sun is in Scorpio. So the sun being here is neutral. It's not such a bad placement, uh, but it brings this vitality and energy into the depths of our psyche. So it's getting out of debilitation. The sun was just debilitated in Libra. Not so good. Where The sun is the center of our solar system. So it represents uh, the sort of rulership, authority, being at the center of everything, power. And when it's in Libra, Libra is about what's fair and right for other people, not just for me, but everybody. Why can't we balance things out? And the sun doesn't like to be there. It's not so strong. So when the sun is there, we aren't so clear on what we need. And we're kind of unclear on what everybody else needs. There's this power struggle. Every election happens when the sun is in Libra and debilitated. So every almost every election is sort of 50-50 and divided. Uh, not always throughout history, but we see that this year, of course. And we had the Mercury retrograde during the election and ending on the election night. So, of course, we're seeing the long-range effects of that, just like we did in the 2000 election when the same thing happened. So, Sun getting out of Libra gives some movement 
out of that stuck energy from all the election stuff. And Mercury uh, is, of course, not debilitated anymore, but there is a sort of uh, long-range effect where a reverberation of a retrograde where Mercury still kind of resounding from those effects. And that can vary, and but we see that happening in the election where it is it's a kind of a, a slow process, kind of unraveling everything that happened. And there's it's not going to be this clear-cut, done thing like some elections are. And what we can do personally on a personal level is notice our own communications and notice if we're getting kind of uh, caught up in the depths and darkness of things with the sun being in Scorpio, it brings in that Mars energy where we can be more combative with each other. Mars rules Scorpio. And with the energy of the sun, Mars and sun together, uh, it can be a pretty strong combination. Of course, Mars is in Pisces right now. So it's more of a sattvic uh, nakshatra that it's in as well. So it's not as intense. So we are seeing, you know, a lot of hostility and conflicts, but not like a massive civil war breaking out. Um, but there could be an increased intensity in, in general when Mars goes into Aries coming up here, not this week, but in a couple weeks, several weeks. Uh, but with the Sun in Scorpio right now, it's a good time for you to find your vitality and energy and understanding yourself and going deeper into your psyche. So, you know, this is why I, I plan my mindful new year at this time. It's right around the eclipse, which is a powerful time that can bring a lot of power to whatever we focus on. And the sun's in Scorpio. So time for uh, understanding the depths of ourselves, finding our vitality and energy and going deeper within. So you can do this, whether you do the mindful new year event or not. Uh, this is a great time over the next month now to go deeper into yourself. You study your own psychology, self-awareness, svadhyaya, self-study, something that's always recommended, but especially at this time. Going into the occult, the mystic, the astrology, the depths of things. Sun in Scorpio is a great time for doing deep research and these sort of things. Finding your own sense of vitality and a healthy sense of uh, ego by exploring these things, knowing more about your own psyche and astrology, doing annual astrology readings. is a good time of year for that uh, before the new year to get a sort of annual chart where you can look at the upcoming events for you based on your birth time. Then on the 17th, we have Venus moving out of debilitation. This is great. It moves out of Virgo. Virgo is the healer, but it's analytical. It's finding the problems so we can fix them. And Venus is about finding connections so we can experience love and beauty and harmony. And uh, the, being in Virgo, it's like, I'm going to find the faults so that I can find the connection, which is not such a great place for Venus to be. It's considered debilitated, but now it's moving forward on the 17th, on Tuesday, into its own sign of Libra, much better, much more harmonious, and of course, Libra and Venus are synonyms. So beauty, love, harmony, grace, kindness, affection, cuddling, warmth, sensual energy, sexual energy. This is all great for partnerships. And if you've been in a relationship, finding more harmony and beauty in the partnership. If you're looking for relationships with Mercury there, this can make you more communicative, more expressive. This is a very positive transit. And if you're looking for relationships, you can uh, find more harmony in connecting to others. Whereas if you've been dating over the last couple of weeks with uh, 
Venus and Virgo. Maybe you've been finding the faults in other people and finding everything wrong in yourself. But now is more harmony, more beauty, and more grace in all things to do with relationships. And if you want to beautify your home, of course, it's a great time to do that. Uh, if you don't know your own birth chart, you can go to quietmindastrology.com and get your birth chart and see where Venus is in your horoscope, where Libra is in your horoscope. For example, if you have a Libra rising, this is going to affect you a lot, where you're just going to feel this greater inner peace and harmony and want to feel more beautiful yourself physically in your appearance, maybe getting new clothes, new makeup, new hair, new wardrobe, uh, these sort of things, very nice and beautiful in your appearance. But if this is, uh, you have Libra in your fourth house, then you might want to be beautifying your home, making your home feel more harmonious and beautiful and doing the feng shui in your home so everything just flows together more nicely. And then on the 18th, on Wednesday, we have the sun moving into the nakshatra of Anuradha, still in Scorpio. But now this is the nakshatra of the star of success. This is a great time for doing some sort of cleansing practices. Maybe it's a cleansing diet, like eating kitchari all day, or fasting that day, or a juice cleanse or something like this, something that works for you. In Ayurvedic perspective, the kitchari cleanse would be ideal, uh, depending on your dosha, your type. Of course, uh, not good for everybody all the time. You got to know your own body, but what would feel cleansing to you? What would feel nourishing to you? Doing pranayama practices like alternate nostril breathing, it's great to do at this time. Uh, especially with the sun and Scorpio in general, it's great to do esoteric practices like these, you know, alternate nostril. Nadi Shodhana is an esoteric, weird thing to do, uh, but it can be very cleansing and very clarifying for your mind and bringing you into this deeper psyche and this deeper sense of your intuition and your psychology with Scorpio. So this is a time where the, this is a cycle where it's like the universe is giving you an opportunity to learn about yourself. If you're not in therapy, doing therapy, doing therapeutic practices, journaling, self-reflection. This is great, but especially on the 18th. If you've been piling up junk in a junk drawer, it's a great time to clean it out. Closet, clean out the closet, right? So cleaning things up in your mind, in your psyche, but also in your environment, as you've probably heard the phrase, a cluttered desk creates a cluttered mind. Same thing for our environment. This is why feng shui is so important. And really, before I got into a lot of this stuff, I was always kind of interested in occult, mystical stuff. The first thing I really applied and saw major results was feng shui. And that was when I was like in my late teens. I started feng shuiing my bedroom. And, uh, you know, should I face my bed that way or this way? What color should I use? And seeing that I would, okay, I'd, you know, improve the relationship corner of my room or the finances corner or the health corner. And I would see changes in those areas of my life. And not necessarily immediately, but maybe within a few days or a couple of weeks. And whether it's placebo or not, at least in my mind, I'm thinking, you know, I'm being intentional about that area of my life. So this is what's so cool about feng shui in general. But uh, it's kind of a tangent, not something I teach about too much, but I've applied a lot in my own life. Uh, and you can just look up a bagua, B-A-G-U-A, if you're not familiar with that. And look at the map. Imagine you're looking down at your uh, layout of your home or your apartment or wherever you live. And you apply the map to your home based on the door that you enter. 
All right, so you want to Google this. I'm not going to go too far into that rabbit hole, but that's some esoteric cleansing stuff, applying feng shui to your house and your home and making it more beautiful. And if you're not sure, you know, does it feel good to be in it? Then good. If it doesn't feel good, then don't do it. Right, just because you have a red corner and your whole room is red, don't paint everything in the room red, right? That's bad feng shui because now energy is just way too much fire energy. But if just intuitively trust your intuition. Even with astrology, with all this stuff, intuition trumps everything. And that's something my, right, my astrology mentor would say. You know, I have all these questions and I would say, well, ultimately, you know, it just comes down to intuition, right? And he's like, yeah, this intuition trumps astrology every time. Right, so even if you hear me say a certain thing and you're like, that doesn't drive with me, that doesn't seem right, great. Trust your intuition and you know, maybe you'll go down a better path. Maybe you'll have some other issue come up and it's some sort of karmic life lesson that you needed to learn anyway. And that's ultimately, I think the best way to approach all this stuff is whatever happens is for your growth and for you as long as we choose to find that lesson in it. So good or bad and different. It's all just karmic lessons playing out. And again, do the cleansing, pranayama, clear house, feng shui. This is a great time to do that from the 18th on to the end of the week. Then we have the big transit on the 19th. Jupiter moves into Capricorn all the way until a whole year and a day later, November 20th, 2021. Jupiter is debilitated in Capricorn. Jupiter represents our expansion, optimism, and hope. And it's moved into a sign of restrictions, limitations, and obstacles with Saturn being there as well, doubling those resistances, limitations, and obstacles. And we see that just throughout the year with uh, everything with coronavirus, with Saturn being in its own sign. It's not such a big deal. That happens every 30 years. We have Saturn and Jupiter conjunct every 20 years, right? So that's not a huge deal. But when Pluto is there in Capricorn, it's about to come back there. So it went retrograde, back to Sag. Now, Pluto's going to join uh, Capricorn in very soon, uh, in a couple of weeks. So that's going to bring back more of that restrictive energy, more amplification, because Pluto represents generational shifts. And the last time it was there was just after 1776, American Revolution. So Jupiter, Saturn, Pluto in Capricorn. It's a big deal. So I'm going to, have to do a whole episode just on Jupiter and Capricorn and talk about that historically, what we've seen and when it's with Saturn and Capricorn. Uh, but for now, this shift on Thursday, it's not so bad right now because there's cancellations. Anytime there's a debilitation, you also want to know and check if there's cancellations of it because then it's not such a huge deal, but it, it does have an effect. But just know that your hope, your optimism, your teachers, your beliefs, your values are all going to be challenged over the next year, starting with this week. So there might be some sort of event that shifts in this next week or so that has to do with what path are you on? What is the spiritual path that you're following? Who are your teachers? Who are your mentors? Where are you learning from? Who are your trusted sources of information? Which is such a big deal right now with all the censorship and technology. And uh, essentially there's one narrative that is put out by all of the media corporations. So there's six corporations that run all of the media and there's a perceived sense of differences and uh, debate 
but there really is no debate. It's the same narrative from pushing out from all the directions. So that is being challenged right now. And it's being there's going to be a big upheaval over this next year through this transit, especially once Pluto joins them. And we'll, I'll cover that in a future episode. Uh, but right now, it's good to look at, like, who do you trust? What sources of information do you rely upon? And everybody is questioning that right now. And there's this sort of uncertainty of, well, what can I really put my faith in? Jupiter is the guru, the teacher, the guide, the wisdom. And it's under all this restriction and massive upheaval and transformation with Pluto and Saturn and Capricorn. So for now, like I've mentioned over previous episodes, and I got an amazing message on Instagram. Somebody sent in, she set up an amazing meditation space. Thank you for sharing that. It's very cool to see that. Uh, you can always message me at jeremy.quietmind on Instagram if you want to share uh, about your practices or uh, your experience with what I'm sharing in the podcast. Uh, but yeah, she set up her meditation space and it's so important that you have a sanctuary of your own and something that you believe in. For me, the Tao Te Ching is like my sort of Bible and Vedanta philosophy. Those are the things I come back to more than anything else. Vedanta philosophy is the source of all of this stuff I teach in yoga, Ayurveda, Vedic astrology. So that no matter what happens, all the ups and downs I've experienced and seen externally, that stuff holds up. And for you, it might be Christianity, Buddhism, Hinduism, Muslim, Islam, whatever you focus on, whatever path you're on, I am fully in support of you trusting you are, you know what's right in alignment for you. And it could be the news. Maybe you completely disagree with my take on the media's narrative, uh, and that's great. And you follow that, and there's major lessons and transformation to be had in that path right now over the next year. So that starts this week. And then we have on the 21st, Mercury in Vishaka Nakshatra. So Mercury's still in Libra all week. Uh, it's not a bad place for Mercury to be. It's neutral. And it's not a malefic, negative enemy sign. It's neutral. So in Vishaka, it's about finding your purpose, your dharma. Again, the same things to do with Jupiter, but also your dharana. What are you focusing on? Is your focus being pushed and pulled in all different directions? Right. For me, I've had to really, really firm up my routines almost to being to the point of being anal this year of like, I just got to get up and start my routine and I'm not going to check my phone. Right. And sometimes I just let it slip like, oh, whatever, I'll just, you know, check this and that. Uh, but with all the, the heaviness and all the, the difficulties of Saturn and Capricorn, this is such an important year to really stick with your routines and not be shaken off. And with Mercury in Vishaka is a time to sort of reinforce that. And if you've been doing more gentle practices, like I mentioned this month, it's not the time to really push yourself. Now with Mercury now going direct, the sun moving into Scorpio ruled, sorry, Mars now going direct. Mercury went direct recently too. Uh, but the sun in Scorpio ruled by Mars. And now Mercury on the 21st going into Vishaka. It's a great time to move forward and be more active, be more physical, do more physical practices. And then finally this week on the 22nd, the Sunday, we have Venus and Swati. Great time for learning, studying, reading. Uh, avoid aggression, avoid disputes, avoid taking the bait of conflict. Venus in Libra wants to find harmony and beauty in all things. And it's in its own sign of Libra. It's in its nakshatra of Swati. 
So great time for studying, learning, and beautifying your mind, learning new things. So if you want to learn new things with me, go to mindfulnewyear.com, plan out your whole year with astrology and yoga and Ayurveda, putting everything that I have to teach into one solid system. I give you a weekly plan. You can follow a whole horoscope for the whole year. There's even a community element. So this is where I'll be giving out my sign-by-sign horoscope. So if you want to know specifically how all this stuff affects you, if your rising or moon sign is Aries, Taurus, Gemini, whatever you are, I lay it out uh, month by month. So I give you monthly personalized horoscopes. That's going to be its own separate thing in about a month and a half when I launch that. But right now you can get in on that at a discounted rate if you add that to the Mindful New Year course and kind of have accountability, support, community all year, lessons from me. There'll be some exclusive content in there, exclusive astrology content. So you'll have your own podcast feed like this that you listen to right now, but it'll have more content and more personalized stuff over the year. And that's going to continue on indefinitely, but it's starting up now. You can get in early at a discounted rate as part of the Mindful New Year course. So it's a way to extend what you learn in the, the workshop, the live event, and apply it all year long. So I'm really excited about that, mindfulnewyear.com. Thank you for listening. Hope you have a great rest of your week and look forward to sharing more with you soon.